0: What's happening, people? And what you know, good. We like to thank you for listening and spending your time with us. This is Pulling Back the Curtain Podcast, the most provocative, the most exciting, the baddest, baddest podcast in the land. We come with the dopest topics, hitting with the rawest opinion. Why give me the straight up facts? No fake news here. I'm Jules. Oppressed. We giving sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen.
1: The Commission, Uncle Paulie, P Diddy, Cesar Leo, De Janeiro, yeah. Charlie Baltimore. Iceberg
0: Slim, the That's most right. shady, Cracky Baby.
1: We Do here. you know what beef is? Do you we know what beef no is? Way. Uh-uh. Ask yourself. Uh-uh. Uh. Do you know uh-huh. what beef is? Uh-huh. Come on.
0: What's happening? What up with it? What you know good and what it do? We'd like to thank you for tuning in and spending your time with us. You're listening to a Pulling Back the Curtain podcast, the most provocative entertaining podcast in this pandemic land. We're hitting you with the dopest topics, the rawest opinion while giving you the straight up facts. That's right. No fake news here. I'm Joel St. James. I'm dead Press. I'm Novak. We're giving sight to the blind, ladies and gentlemen. On today's pod will be pulling back the curtain on the top five rap beefs of all time fellas what's beef. Man, you, you, you tell me, man. There's a lot of that going on right now. There's
2: beef, there's drama. There's men with pictures of other men on their, on their, on their shades.
1: Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, what I uh, saw hey, when I saw that Novak last week, I'm like, "What what's going on, Diddy?" Mm. <laughs> who is that oh, on mm.
2: your who is that on your sunglasses? That <laughs> <laughs> Is that Black Rob is that China? I don't know. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Damn, Daddy. Bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> take that. Take that.
2: <laughs> we
0: won't stop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, man, dude. We, lo- we love you, Daddy. <laughs> hey, every, every time I think about that, I think about that uh, Chappelle uh, skit, man. That shit had me dying, dude. Or
2: even I was listening to uh, Biggie last night, being my bitch. You ever notice that that line? He say, "Looks so good, i suck on your daddy's dick." I was like, "Whoa, whoa!" Yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> Everybody uh,
2: glosses over that line, don't they? Oh, that line is hard, man. But you got a seven year old, you in the car, you forget that line is there, and she in the car, she's like, dang, this song pretty cool." No, turn it <laughs> off. He's like, nah, turn that no, off. no, no, he's like, no, it ain't, no, it, ain't.
1: it ain't. Stop, no adult, <laughs> turn it <that> off. <laughs> Well, man, dude, let's let's get into this episode, man. We, man, just thinking back to you know when we were coming up and just some of those uh, the, the rap beefs that you know the, that we've witnessed in our time, and you look at today's times and what these guys consider beefs, and they're not really beef, right? So, uh, we wanted to do a, a show or episode here where we're just going to you know talk about the top five that we saw in our lifetime. So we'll we'll start with the the one uh, the first one that we had on our list was uh cannabis versus LL. Fellas, how did this beef start? This beef right here is very funny. This all
2: started during the whole 4321 era. You know, LL, LL basically, and Cannabis, and, you know, Buster Rhymes, I'm not Buster yet, you know, DMS, Red Man, and Method Man all did a track called 4321. It was on LL's 1997 album Phenomenal. Uh, which is an okay album. You know, that's, that's the last time LL had some fire in his voice. After that, he was loving everybody, you know, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Love Them Better came out. I was like, whoa, what is this? You know, I, I missed that battle rap LL, but you know, he had to he had to change. You know, he he was in love with life. Something happened. You know, this is all I can say. When rappers have transitions like that, it was a life it was a life situation. Got caught cheating, tax man, somebody got him made him love everybody. But you never know. A tax man. <laughs> so what happened is they were in the studio, and, um, you know, Cannabis was admiring L.L.'s tattoo, which I think is a little bit weird. Walking to another man. I like your tattoo. I want one just like you. And so, so L.L. was like, get your own. And, of course, Cannabis' eyes got big. It was Elle, you know, Cannabis came out like, a little brother looking at a big brother at that time. He felt like big brother just called him Elaine. <laughs> and that's what happened there. So Cannabis went in on him. Made that verse, the infamous verse, by snatching the crown off his arm, and at that point we had a beef.
1: Yeah, we we, we sure did, man. And Uncle L, I, I tell you, man, he he was a sneaky one for the way that this this uh, kicked off. I, I know Jules. I know you you had something you wanted to chime in with real quick. Well,
0: yeah, just to echo off uh, what Nope said. Yeah, the beef. Uh, this whole beef started because cannabis want to borrow the mic on his arm, right? Mm-hmm. And LL took it as a as disrespect, but cannabis was up and coming. Good lyrics. Is, I mean, if you listen to any other of his uh his uh, 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 uh joints and stuff like that, he's he's a talented rapper. And felt uh, it might might have been a little might have been a little uh uh uh, uh conflicted or, or a little scared now. This this little kid coming up and coming and wanting you know want to take the crown and stuff. So. He wanted. To, he wanted. He told Cannabis, matter of fact, to change their verse. He and sure Cannabis, did. He and sure and Cannabis did. did. You know, yep. he, and he did. He wanted to be on the album because he idolized. He liked it. Uh, he, he you know idolized LL. Grew up, uh, listening to L Cool J and stuff, and now he's on a track with him. He's like, okay, fine. Uh, the problem was, the beef was when LL, LL said he was gonna change his verse, but he didn't. That's right. So now, okay. Cannabis, you know, he's still a man and end of the days, well, okay. I can I can battle rap too now. And then, hey, that's how we had this beef. And I ain't gonna lie, cannabis came hard with it. You know, I my my the person I really like on that track was DMX, but that's a different topic. But uh 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 uh, uh, cannabis had 46 original bars, cut it down to 16, and he changed the first four. So he was hey, he was tight with on that track, man. Uh L just like novik said just 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 got got his feelings feelings involved you know mm-hmm. and, and and created this beef here it but it was a good it was a good uh it was a good uh album i mean um uh, good song
1: i I'll tell you this man i thought it was a i thought it was a bitch move on uh l part i think uh the way i look at that you you go to this man and you tell him, hey, if you want to be on this track, you gotta change your lyrics up so cannabis does, and then l then drops his bars. And they're all basically dissing cannabis, you know, saying, you know, you don't want this mic on my arm. And I mean, honestly, that that was that was kind of hard. But I did not like the way that he went about, you know, putting that song out there. Right. Because he's he was he was mm-hmm. fearful of those bars from cannabis. And when cannabis saw basically the finished product, he was like, whoa, that's how you go do this. And then he hit him with that second round knockout and Novak. I know that was man. one of those buzz, man. Whew. Ooh. Oh, it was bad. Oh, second round, not, second round knockout was beautiful.
2: I mean, you know, LL basically showed his age and showed the fact that you know, the way he battled was totally different than the way these new these new rappers battle. I mean, Cannabis is like the father, just taking that mic and just going after somebody. And you know, even though the rest of his album is trash, you know, it, <laughs> you, know can, you know, Can I Bus was okay. I mean, I'm gonna be nice. It was okay. It was a plate, but it didn't have a lot of food on it. I mean, like, I'm going to say it's trash. That's putting the whole plate in the garbage at that time. But <clears throat> compared to, like, you know, the biggies and stuff of the world, and, you know, we get on that later, it was, it was a very um, shallow, uh, shallow album in that regard. It wasn't a great album. It was a good album. Good albums basically forget, like, in two weeks. You
1: know, that happens to a lot of artists out there right now. That's true, uh, Novak, I mean, let's let's think about this too. I mean, we were coming up, there's albums that we still talk about from back in the day. These rappers now, they released an album three, four months ago. We've already forgotten about it. So that's that's a really good point.
2: Yeah, I mean, you drop a you drop an album you drop album today, and you know, they got one single on the album and it's gone at that point. You know, like it's like radio ain't really keeping artists alive anymore, you know what I mean? No. Now now today it's about good point. yeah, it's about you know. Being on social media, getting hits on YouTube, like if you look at the whole Takashi Six Nine thing, I mean, he went viral off off Gooba, which is <laughs> which is a horrible song, <laughs> but everybody's watching this and how horrible it is, but that's keeping his that's keeping his hits up right now. I mean, his views are insane. You know, it makes you know the marketing is beautiful. You know, you you market yourself as a snitch, and all of a sudden, everybody's on your site. Everybody's on YouTube
0: watching it. Man, we we've gone backwards, ain't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, you know, um, when I heard cannabis second round knockout, and when he came when it first came on, I know you guys remember what Mike Tyson, you know, talking and getting eat, um, eat, eat, eat,
1: eat. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He said you gotta be, be agile in and out with your flow, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But dig, right? Man, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson boy, he had me hyped up, man. Want to get in the ring or something. But man, that verse was was man that that track there was hard, man. And uh, you know, he said, you know, on one of the verses, he said, "Watch me rip the tap from your arm, kick you in the groin,
1: <laughs> stick you with <laughs> <a band laughs> walk
0: in front of your mom, first, second, and third born, make your wife go on the horn, cut minutes Farrakhan." I was like, "Damn, though. come Did on, man." That you that you
1: imagine
0: that the whole thing started over that tattoo, and he took that and flipped it on him, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Ooh, man, hey, he came he came hard with it, but rightfully so. I mean, like I said in, in the beginning, what I said, he's still a man. It's like, all right, man, if you're gonna disrespect me, if you're gonna tell me you're gonna change your track, your, your verse, and you didn't, it's like, all right, man, game's on now. And one thing, too, with the reason why I really respect Cannabis
1: with this whole situation is he went at L when L was in his prime. I feel like a lot of times, sometimes with these beefs, people will go after a rapper when they're not really, you know, at the top of their game anymore. And I feel like that was really prime LL that he went after. You know, LL was, you know, on his verse, basically was telling uh, Cannabis, he was like, hey, every little boy want to pick up the ball and play with Mike. So you see how he was basically, you know, this stuff in the
0: game, right? Mhm. Oh yeah, yeah. L had a few bars too now. But, but, yeah, but he had a few bars too. But cannabis, came, he came a little harder, man.
2: Yeah, L had those uncle bars. It's that. It's that. Yeah. You know, you're outside, you outside to play the plate of potato salad bars. He, he brought over to him, man. I mean, cannabis
1: bars were just this alley. You know, he came at him just like take that. He I mean, did too. Like man, I, I, for me, man, when cannabis said you walk around showing off your body because of sales. But he said, that's the fact <laughs> you know, the fact that you ain't got skills. I'm like, damn. Because <sighs> you, you hit it on the head, no, back, LL, he changed his style up so many times. You know, like back in the day, you know, when he was battling with, you know, with Kumo D and then, and then he turned into, like, you know, the lady lover. I mean, he's had different different flows and different styles.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he went to love him better. And he went to, to head, you know, uh, what's that head sprung, a big L.A. <laughs> and, like, and you know, and you know, I'm like Big L. I'm like, what is this man? I mean, I tried, you know, headsprung. I'm trying to listen to it. That's him and Tamblyn hooked up on that beat. I mean, the beat's nice, but I don't want L on that. That's a Migos beat before Migos. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's too commercial for him. I mean, it's it's like when he did the Gap commercial. He snuck that Fubu. Uh, he snuck the, uh, the the Fubu uh marketing piece in there. That's probably his best moment. I guess his transition hip hop at that point. 'Cause he showed that he showed the gap that I'm gonna sell my product in your commercial. That was incredible. He did a gap commercial and sold FUBU. That's yeah. right, my favorite LL moment. And he and he was wearing it in the house too. Yeah. Oh that show Oh, oh yeah, that's man. right.
0: Oh damn, I forgot oh, about man. that sitcom.
2: Man, cannabis could took a shot at that sitcom and everybody would in on
0: the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm we sure not. Hey, we sure not age, man. No, man, yeah, we are. Unfortunately, yeah. no, not me. Yeah, I ain't not <laughs> watch that
2: show. <laughs> I was hooping on Friday night. I never saw it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, th- what'd you guys think about when LL hit back with cannabis with all that? Uh, the, the the Ripper Strikes Back. What, what'd you guys think about that track? Uh. It was lukewarm, man.
2: It was like baby bath water, man. It, had, it, had, it was it was that no yeah, tear shampoo. It was that no tear shampoo,
0: man. That's what it was. You know, I want to oh, oh man, come on, man. Damn. <laughs> hey, 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 prez, you didn't get to come to me, man. I ain't got nothing to say after this. Yeah, uh, Novak, you pretty much closed that one down. <laughs> yeah, he.
1: I mean, you know, he didn't really have any memorable bars on that one to me. Um, If I look at this battle, I I say Cannabis won it, um, hands down. That's just the way I see it. I think LL snuck in a verse. It was a tight verse, but then Cannabis just came back and just – he demolished them. Now, obviously, uh, LL won the the war, but I think uh, Cannabis, he he won this battle right here.
0: Mm. Yeah, he won. Yeah, Yeah, he won. Yeah, because – like uh Novak said, man, that, that, that baby bath water uh with uh the ripper strike back. Even though you know, I ain't gonna lie to you guys, man. I was bobbing my head on it, man. But uh, you know, a couple <laughs> of the, first... the head's from me. <laughs> you know, so, so a <laughs> couple, you know, couple of the first I was like, okay, you know, he trying. He's talking about you know, cannabis talking first second third. So oh uh, had a had a track, He's talking about my first, second, third born. I got a fourth one, cannabis but he's cut off from my riches of empire. I was like, okay, alright, you made he made cannabis his fourth kid or something, all right. So and I, he thought that, doing, I thought that was I thought yeah. that was decent. I thought that was decent. Well, and, and he and he told cannabis that ninety nine
1: percent of his fans don't exist. That was kind of hard too. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Neither does
2: LLs. You know, you think about. It. <laughs> I mean, your your fans, your fans, or you like you? You take your shirt off, and most of them are dudes, probably in that situation.
1: Oh. <laughs> 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 oh man yeah man oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, hey, that's how you feel though man man i do man. He's most of them, but he's the most of them
2: dudes. <laughs> you gotta think about it man i'd be mean, you know it, women women you know like uh you know what's the other song he had man he had that screaming you know scream your name Big daddy you know what was yeah. that what was that man what was that trash it's like you know what i'm talking about uh it had the nice beat. I mean, Headsprung is the one that really upset me, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, I re- I remember being in the dorm and somebody playing that, and I just walked out the dorm room. I'm like, man, you you t- you've been canceled. I can't listen to this right now. <laughs> Sprung. I can't even get hype. I can't even get hype to go to the weight room on that. That song made me want to lay down
1: and, and push hip hop at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Novak was canceling people mm-hmm. in the '90s. Ladies and gentlemen, that's too funny. Well, man let's let's get into a beef that <laughs> that we could kind of maybe have a little bit more uh give and take on because like you said that, that that first one we we pretty much unanimously uh feel that cannabis uh got the best of ll uh, oh, what yeah. you guys think about um, yeah what you guys think about the 50 a job got that beef
2: kickoff that's a funny beefy thing about it I mean that beef is hilarious because it goes all the way back to 50 Cent, you know, when he basically was a stick-up kid and he did other things on the street. And, you know, what happened was, you know, pretty much that Ja Rule was doing his thing at that point. And, you know, Ja Rule was big. You know, Vinny Venevecci was out. You know, he was you know, he was doing his thing. 50 was still rapping and doing other nefarious acts on the street. At that point, and I remember Fifty. I, I remember Jai got robbed in nineteen, in nineteen ninety nine. I remember that I was, I was in college, mm-hmm. yeah. So how old we were. Uh, I was in college, and I remember, <laughs> I remember <Jai> got robbed. <laughs> and Fifty sent me a song called "How to Rob." <laughs> yep. and, and I remember listening to that song, and he basically described how to take jaws stuff, and all that originated because Jai, Fifty felt that Jai snubbed him on the video shoot. You know, he had a video shoot, you know, for one of jaw's songs. Fifty didn't get the love he wanted, basically, pretty much, he was upset. So, so when when uh, Jock got robbed, Fifty made a song, basically, and took a jab at him, basically. That jab went at him. You know how to rob went at Jay, went at Mace. It went at a lot of people. So Fifty came out the door just taking shots at people, pretty much. I mean, his thing was he he wasn't he wanted people to know that I know you got robbed. Thank you for snubbing me because you know that, that 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 trap murder for life. And Fifty Four's been in the video, but he never got he never got in the video because Jai didn't want him in the video. That's the track of Memphis Bleak,
1: you know. Oh, the yeah, Low, the low Riders yeah, yeah. and everything
2: like that. And that's what yep. upset him. And then you know, um, <laughs> Fifty came back with Life's on the Line. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we just went directly at him. He had that he had that murder chant in the background of that song. I remember that. I used to play that all the time. Dude, and uh, Fifty, he he had no respect for uh, for Irv had None of them cats, man. No, none, man. No, Vinny Pettivecchi yeah, yeah. was still out there on fire, and Lifes on the Line was on the, it was on the back burner pretty much. It was playing. People were playing that on the underground. I remember going to sub-T and stuff like that, and they're playing Lifes on the Line after Ja Rule. Just let Ja Rule know where his place was. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But then, you know, they got into a fight in Atlanta. Somebody stole somebody's chain. Yeah. <laughs> 50 side, yeah. 50 he back your chains, you buy me a bottle watch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, man. I was like, wow. And then you know, of course the Movado showed up and he gave him back the pendant. And so and, and Josh said it never happened. <laughs> and then and then fifty got Josh stabbed. I mean, well Josh got fifty stabbed in the hit factory. I remember that went down. But yeah. it's fifty cent, you can't kill him. You know, like as Josh said, he's like he's like Satan.
0: <laughs> it's fifty, you can't
2: kill him. It's like <laughs> Satan. He made a deal with the devil. He can't kill him. <laughs> I'm like, okay. So I mean, and then you know what happened after he got stabbed, Wayne's the king. <laughs>
1: so and Wayster came and
0: it just ooh. That was the yeah. death of Ja. Yeah, that's that's what it was. R.I.P. Ja. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, Ja R.I.P. <laughs> mm-hmm. Only well, only thing I have, because pre, pretty much Novake. Hey, a you hit everything I was gonna talk about as far as how uh, Rule was helped he, Ja Rule he got held by a uh, gunpoint and rob his <laughs> chain, his necklace. Fifty hanging out with what buddies that was robbing Ja Rule and stuff and Mm-hmm. dropping out, dropping albums and stuff, talking about it and stuff like that. I mean, 50 is straight up bully. Yeah. Straight up bully, man. And he just bullied, he bullied Ja Rule and Herb and Murder, Inc. and just got rid of it. They changed from Murder, Inc. to the Inc. And then you just didn't even hear from them. Yeah, they, 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 they just fell off.
1: Then the fans got
0: them. Yeah, then, if, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Then that will be it. But a 2013 interview, Ja Rule did admit that, hey, he said they lost to uh, G Unit man. He <laughs> said they lost. So
1: I mean, what else was he gonna say?
0: I mean, wait there, wait, I mean, come on, we all heard that.
2: pussy
1: came out. Oh my
0: god, I know pussy that was pussy, man, And let's not know let's yeah, not forget yeah, back down. <laughs> <laughs> back, oh. Hey, back down. That was it. Yeah, that 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 solidified it. It was game over at that point. I mean, Jawoo tried coming back. The rap and stuff like that, but it it wasn't hitting on nothing. No, mm-hmm. I it, mean, it was worse than Novak. It was worse than Novak talking about LL baby bath water. It was, <laughs> it was, it was no water. It was nothing hitting on that. <laughs> I mean, he he told this man. He said, "Use use a pop tart,
1: sweetheart. You soften the middle." What 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 are you supposed to say when somebody covered you like that? I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nothing. Then, then he goes and he takes a shot at even how Jay even got you know put on in the rap game. He said Jay put you on, X made you hot. He said now you running around like some big shot. He's like, haha, pussy. Like, dude. <laughs> The man just basically the right. like, he <laughs> obliterated you and then called you a pussy at the end of the verse. <laughs> he didn't even open his mouth
2: to say it. That's the scary thing about it. He basically, you know, 50 can open his jaw at that point. He just whipped it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like no hey, hey, Novak, like you said, he, hey, he even put on the verse on, on that back down. He said that watch that watch was exchanged from your necklace. He said your boss is a yep. bitch. If he could, yep. he would sell his seat, sell his soda for cheap and trade this life to be sure. It was like
1: Ooh. man Ooh, and man. the other part about this beef that's super funny and probably really savage on 50s part he bought up 200 front row uh seats at one of rules concerts where all those seats could be empty so john had to perform in front of the front row with nobody there and <laughs> they were selling those tickets on grub on a no, uh, groupon so mm-hmm. the fact of that 50 went on and basically like clown jaw for his concert having to sell tickets on the groupon and he said, Hey, I just spent like uh, three stacks to buy 200 of your front row seats. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Damn, 50? Then, Damn,
1: then, he, took, then he took a picture on, uh, on, uh, the, on the internet of the 200 empty seats and he photoshopped himself sitting there in the suit with his hands up, like laughing and smiling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, man. Man, what
2: did y'all do? <laughs> all, all this came from not, not being in a video shoot in Queens. All this came from one moment basically, pretty much. And you think about it, it like he, did, it, you know, he didn't he didn't drop no you know, he didn't do did some or nothing like that. He just didn't want to be bothered with it. You know, 50 50's energy was different than Josh's energy at that time. And I think Eric probably told him, I don't want this dude around. I don't want this dude around here right now. And I think that's what pretty much happened. And not having that dude around cost them millions of dollars at this point. I mean, because okay. you know Yo, know, when he went out and did many men, you remember that song? Oh, yeah, man. yeah, <laughs> you're joking about being afraid of Ja Rule <laughs> and yep. so many men wish death for me. That whole video is a parody almost. I mean, it's hilarious, you think, but well, he's not afraid of John. Ja. I mean, I did. I remember Irv Gotti got on TV and said that 50 the 50 made a deal with the devil and <laughs> 50 can't die. Yep. and I'm scared for my life. I mean, they 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 perpetuated the mystery of 50 Cent at this point, basically. They did. They made it bigger. And then the funny thing about Eminem is laughing. Eminem is in the background laughing the whole time. He's the biggest troll of all time. He's laughing that there's a man who's a bigger troll than him. That basically, you know, 50's relentless, man. I mean, he made T-shirts talking about them. Yeah. (laughs) And then Get the Strap Came Back. That was was him talking to everybody, including John.
1: Yep. (laughs) I mean, and you know the other thing, too, uh, it don't take much, like you brought up Novak about 50. It don't take much to get on his bad side. I mean, we, we see what he's doing right now to people. Everybody in, in the damn industry seems like they owe him money. That, that's crazy to me, too.
2: You know, Martha Stewart and hip-hop. He'll you clean your ass up and sell you a cupcake. I mean, that's what he'll do.
1: <laughs> now, I don't, I don't want to shortchange Ja Rule. Uh, he did come out with a song, Loose Change. What would you guys think about that one?
2: Two quarters hit the desk, and that was it. That's what yeah. loose change means to me. It, it it didn't do much. I mean, all that did is wait that beast up and make it worse. And then, you know, then 50 started posting. <laughs> 50 started posting pictures of him and stuff like that. Then the feds got involved. Yeah. Which, which you know that's when 50 became less a snitch and a rat and an informant in that situation. Yeah, that,
1: that's what he played, yeah. I, yeah.
2: Yep. I right. think he I think he knew about those financial dealings. Somebody dropped it That I don't think he snitched, but I think he helped somebody tell.
1: I tell you yeah, one that thing though, that, that, that track was hella disrespectful. Because he came at 50, he came at G Unit, he came at Eminem, Eminem's daughter, Dre, Buster. Like, so that, that that was a disrespectful
0: track, though, for sure. Hey, but what what did what did they do when they got together? Oh. They put, <laughs> Dude, what did they put out when they got together? You know what they did. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they told um, him to go to, go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man that oh, man, was they, they, the most hardest track man when that came out with 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 uh m and and 50 g unit and buster oh yeah come oh, on man. that that, that, was the, that was that was that new
1: Hail Mary, huh
0: mm-hmm. right mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Woo.
0: hey ja rule he picked the fight he he couldn't win hey he mm-hmm. was just throwing that he was just throwing stuff to see if it'll stick it ain't none of that stick no nah, job ja needed new people uh, he needed more mm hmm <laughs>
1: Yeah, man. So this this was this was easy. Uh 50 cent obliterated uh John in this one. Uh man, let's let's go into the next one, man. We got Q versus NWA. Ooh, no man. fact. Man, talk to us, man. What, what happened with these guys, man? What 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 created this beef? Well, you know,
2: what went down there pretty much is you know, when Q was in NWA, basically, Q was doing a lot of the work. You know, he was he was writing everything, you know, he he made he made, um, you know, Easy into a rapper at that point. I mean, he, you know, Dre, Dre was doing all the production. I think, I think the beef was more so, it was more Cube versus, you know, Easy, Yella, and a couple of people. I, don't, I think Dre, I think Dre basically is one of those dudes is like, he wasn't trying to fight with Cube that much. It's just like, he knew that Cube had a point in that situation because he's writing all, he's writing all the content. You know, you think about it, express yourself. You think about F the mm-hmm. Police. You think about all those big hits. That's all. That's all Ice Cube's mind at this point. Ice Cube wrote that stuff. So what happened pretty much is that it got to a point where q felt like you know he knew something's wrong with the money. He knew <laughs> he knew that the money wasn't getting paid out right. He got upset. He went man, you know Jerry Heller pretty much was uh, screwing him on the money in that regard, and uh, and q wanted to see the contracts. You know they didn't want to of the contracts. You know and Dre was living nice. Easy you know. Easy and Heller had a relationship better than everybody else. So they knew where the money was going in that situation. So Q decided, I'm going to go do my own thing. I'm leaving the NWA to hell with this. I'm going to do my own thing. You know, I'm going to do the lynch mob. I'm going to have my own organization. And that's what happened. And then, you know, they met up a few times in you know, LA, which ain't that big, you know, for rappers, <laughs> and had a little fight in the mall. <laughs> the, lynch mob, <laughs> the lynch mob was fighting the NW, you know, NWA affiliates and NWA pretty much in the mall, and then the songs start rolling in, you know, what happened at that point. But I would say it was a funny beef because Ice Cube, you know, is so hilarious, though. I mean, he's one of those people that he's not meant to be funny, but he's funny as hell, man. I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, I, I understand his anger and aggravation because he want to be paid the way they want to be paid pretty much. And I think that's what, that's what the issues were there in that regard. It was money. It was give me my, uh, give, you know, give me my due respect or I'm leaving.
1: And you know what? You brought up a good point because that relationship between Jerry Heller and, and Eze, I think that relationship made a lot of those guys in the group uneasy because, you know, Easy he was in the house with Jerry while the rest of these guys was outside. They were kind of begging for money, begging for respect, begging for, you know, whatever they could get from Jerry. So I think Cube, when you think about it, Cube was a businessman. Cube was kind of the brains of that whole operation so when you remove Cube from that whole nwa puzzle i don't think that group was ever the same they never recovered from that
2: well you're right no vaseline pretty much was like the the opening warning shot at the nwa it was hard oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> man anything with vaseline to get you know getting ramp something ramped up inside of you is hard man <laughs> it's like. <laughs> you no, know, that ain't right, man. You know, I, I remember being—I mean, I think I was eight or nine when no Vaseline came out, and I was trying to understand it. My cousin said, "Don't listen to that boy. I was like, oh, man, that ain't for you. That's for grown people." I'm like, man, kid went in hard on no Vaseline,
1: dude. He 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 did that track alone, and he annihilated yeah. that entire
0: group with with that one track. that should be on well, Death Rose Greatest Hits. <laughs> Right, you know, see, the problem is when Cube left, like you, like y'all said, that was in W A because Cube wrote almost all the tracks for uh, that straight out uh, that their first album. Right. So we take, you know, Dre of course the beats, Ren's also, you know, spitting lyrics and stuff too and stuff. But Cube was pretty much like you said, Perez, the brains of that operation there. And they didn't have a contract until they went on that straight out of Compton tour. So it wasn't even a contract really. No. Not and easy, easy 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 getting all the publicity and Jerry Easy doing their thing on the side and stuff. And 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 you can see you can understand why uh why cube was frustrated and stuff. If you're doing most of the work that anybody else is doing, you should be compensated what you're doing. Exactly. Now if you even well, feel like you was getting a, your 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 piece of the pie there, hey, of course you're going to be frustrated. Of course, even though we boys and we grew up together and stuff like that, hey, business is business now. You know what I'm saying? For so sure. he did, Cube had to do what we had to do to get up, you know what I'm saying, get up out of it. He's like, you know what? And Cube, got, he got, when he even left, he even took a hit too. So, yeah. yeah, man, my man been putting in work and not seeing the fruits of his labor for a minute. I'm glad now he's one of the richest uh, uh artists and uh, rap artists out there now. And yeah, he's, he's a mogul. I mean, man.
1: Mm-hmm. But that goes to show you all the hustle that, that Cube has has shown uh, in his current day, that was that same hustle that he brought to NWA back in the day, and he wasn't being compensated mm-hmm. for that, you know? And the thing about this situation that kills me is Cube was smart. He said, I'm not going to stay around and get screwed. You guys still have to show me a contract. He leaves the group, and then these guys have the nerve to diss him. That's the thing that nobody talks about with this whole situation. They right. kicked it off with him first.
2: Oh, they did. They went. At, they went. Uh, you know, for, um, you know, niggas for life. They went after on niggas for life. Basically, you yep. know, they It took some shots at him pretty much, and uh, it was it was pretty brutal. Whatever, basically. You know, they were talking about him hopping the fence, ran, and you know, he he got in the bands and said, "Dre, I was speaking to your bitch ass, O'Shea," and that's on the niggas for life track. And then I remember. Uh, I remember he came back at no Vaseline, he was like, God damn it, I'm glad you said it off. You used to be hard, now you just wet and soft. First, yeah. he was down with AK, and now I see you on the video with Michelle
1: A. <laughs> Looking like straight bozos. Yeah, I <laughs> so mean, like, what, what, do you, what do you say when somebody says that? I mean, well, no more lies. Yeah. You know, that's all I can say.
2: No more lies. <laughs> that's all I <laughs> I
1: mean, it,
2: it was hard. I mean, that's how Yo-Yo got involved in this mess, because, you know, Akib and Yo-Yo were together for a minute. And yep. and you know and they were oh man they were going at them hard man I I think they had to back down in that situation because he had them on the ropes I mean like you know like I remember he went out the easy man he said he said he's like easy saw you saw your ass and went in quick you got jealous when I got my own company but my like, man you ain't you ain't ain't nobody humping me <laughs> he talking about a, mm-hmm.
1: yeah because yeah, he
2: talking about
0: Jerry talking about Jerry yeah, man talking about Jerry yep. Yeah. And, and 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 then when um at the end of that verse on no Vaseline he said man because you get an F out of your green by a white boy with no Vaseline, it's yeah. like it's like man um, after that after that after that track they really couldn't you really couldn't say nothing after that, uh, I think that after that that was the end of uh NWA <laughs> pretty much. hmm. Yeah, we called him as a disgrace to CPT. That
2: was crazy, man. He's like, uh, it was it was wild, man. I, I still remember he's talking about <laughs> you getting fucked real quick and Easy's dick is smelling like Ren shit.
1: <laughs> oh my god, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I remember <laughs> that.
2: I remember that. That was hard, man. I remember because I used to sneak and get those tapes back in the day because I couldn't go. You know, you could go to Musicland. Now we owe Sam Goodie and buy a tape. Don't don't do that to us. Mm. And I'd be listening Mm -hmm. to my Yellow Walkman and I'd be walking around through the house. (laughs) I mean, I mean, Compton, California hip hop, man, you know, rap, hip hop at that point in time was vicious, man. You had two short out there. You had, you had Mm MC8th, man. We won't even get on that. You know, we should talk about that DJ Quick MC8th, you know. Yeah, yeah, Quick. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. That that
1: That was was another another good battle. Yeah. Oh, Dallas and Cents is so
2: wrong. There was a murder's of the case out.
1: <laughs> so the one thing too, like when I when I look at this whole situation, so NWA they they basically tried to come for Cube a little bit, but we know oh no Vaseline he 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 annihilated him. But I wanted to point out just one quick verse from NWA. So they basically said, hey, we started out with too much cargo, and we so we glad we got rid of a Benedict Arnold. So basically, they tried to you know paint Cube in an unflattering light, like that he was basically you know. You know, not a good guy there, and they didn't want him around. Mm -hmm. But then Cube fires back on these cats and says, I started off, he said, I started off with too much cargo. Drop four niggas, now I'm making all the dough. White man just ruling. Nigga with attitudes, who you fooling? Like, and they never came back with another uh, Mm -hmm. song or anything after basically uh, Cube dropped that track. And don't forget Truth to the Game. Don't forget that track. Oh, that's right. When he
2: kidnapped him and put him in the trunk. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's right. <laughs> oh my God, man, that's some memorable lines on that one, man. Oh my God, man. And he's like, he's like, Q, he was talking about the snappy, nappy dugout, and now you left out, and I'm like, wow. I mean, yeah, you. Well,
0: you, Q, see, well, you see, well, you see, it was, it was it was the truth. It was the truth because what happened afterwards, you know, Dre left. He he, him and Shug, you know, did death row. Easy, unfortunately, was sick with HIV and passing. Rin came out with a couple of albums, Yella, you know, so it, it was when Cube said that, you know, when he left, he got all the dough, you know, saying what y'all making, it. It was true. Now, Dre was smart to get, you know, to get out and do his thing because he knew he knew as well that, you know, this ain't going to last here. So. So, yeah, but you know what, though?
1: But Dre went from one situation where he was getting jerked to another one where he oh, really got jerked.
0: Yeah, now that's a that's a different that's a different episode. <laughs> Yo, oh, we,
1: yeah. that,
0: that's a that's a future pod right there, right? <laughs> in oh, in, 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 the, in short, uh, short uh, in the short burst, he ended up leaving there. So <laughs> 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 make a long story short, he ended up leaving. So again, yeah.
1: So so who who won this one, guys? I mean, I I, I say Cube hands down.
0: I say cube just based say, off
1: I, just cube. I say I say yellow won. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, cube won. well yellow, yellow probably won when he was out on tour. Yeah. I I I give you the line when I thought he knocked
2: him out, basically. he goes, stop being Uncle Tom, you sell out house niggas scum. Get something back to the place where you made it from before you end up broke. Fuck around, get your ghetto pass revolt. <laughs> Wow. Oh, and wow. that's the that's the nicest that's the nicest lyric I can say on this podcast. The other one we can't even go into. No, <laughs> no, yeah, no, we might get canceled.
1: <laughs> man, I know I, there were so many good bars that we couldn't even we could even do it. I mean, yeah, didn't want to push man. the envelope too much. Yeah, the one he took shots about his about Dre's wife. Ooh, oh God, oh God, yep yeah, Well he, man, use we, the B word. We, yeah. Well, we down to we down to two battles, man, and so these two are probably just some of the most influential battles and beefs that you know we saw you know in our time you know following Rapid coming up. We got Nas versus Jay Z. So, fellas, how did this one kick off?
2: I mean that that's a weird one in that situation. That's a weird one, pretty much. I mean, like. Their beef, their beef wasn't like these other these other guys' beefs. It wasn't as violent or angry. You know, they weren't as all connected, you know, in that situation. This this beef goes back to Reasonable Doubt. And, you know, the Reasonable Doubt era pretty much. You know, there was a couple of times, like, uh, you know, with Jay, Jay had performance, you know, when he first put Reasonable Doubt out there and not supposed to show up for a show and didn't show up. And then, you know, uh, he'd also be on that Jay-Z track, Bring It On, but he never showed up for that track. And that kind of like pissed some things off, and then you know, and then you know they you know they you know they sampled a lot of you know they you know J sampled a lot of Nas you know on Dead Presence. you know The World Is Yours you know you know they sampled you know a lot of Dead Prez you could hear you could hear a lot of Nas on Dead Prez and everything like that, and then you know that it just went it it was more production anger you know what I mean anything else in that situation That beef was. They were taking they were doing passive aggressive things to each other like I'll take your voice I made you know I made you know I made your line hot you know and that's pretty much what happened with them pretty much in that situation because I mean it was written man you know the message that that tracked the message when he really went at Jay and he goes like electric TV says the minimum what does electric TV inside of it have to have to do with anything? And that's it was since taking shots at Jay Z or whatever it is, he you know he he likened his mind to Alexis on "Cannot Live." You know, Jay Z Jay Z's whole mind state was like on "Cannot Live." You know, he was taking shots, and then you know, uh, you know, and then they also had Alexis Yes on that uh, on the Dead Presidents Two track. So I mean, their their beef was more sophisticated. You know, it didn't really boil over to years later. Because <laughs> you, you remember Jay sampled Nas's voice, you know the rap game, sir, the rap game, sir, like the crack game. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was. A, I thought it was a friendly, like you know, hey man, I respect you. and I'm gonna use your voice. I thought. And, it was, I thought it was flattery too. Yeah, but he didn't like that. Basically, yep. then, you know, and then you know, the city is mine. Just really got Nas and his feelings pretty much. You know, <laughs> you know, um, and you know, also they both have relationships with Biggie. And they always were competing about who was the biggest, you know, Biggie friend in that situation. I think Jay was closer to Big than Nas was. I think Nas might have more street rep with Big in turn. I think they hung out more in that situation. But I think, from artist perspective, I think Big and Jay just collaborated more. If you know what I mean?
1: I mean yeah, just just a, just a lot of shots, man. You you ain't lying. Those guys basically were making subliminal shots at each other so much over those years. And the one thing I wondered too. Was was Jay uh, dissing uh, Nas's baby mama? On? Is that your chick? I never knew who he was talking. about. Uh, you talking about the Memphis Bleak coming age? Yeah, yeah. he was. Cause remember, Bleak is
2: like, is like Nas is like. <laughs> 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 That's yeah. what was going on there, man. And uh, you know, I was like, it's hilarious. I remember Bleak was like, my my whole team, uh, my whole team rock rocks. We don't speak the cats. I'm a ball to a fall. What you think of that? <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: So. Now, so let me let me ask something, dude. You mean to tell me all Jay had to do was ask Nas was okay to sample some of your 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 your, your, your verses? Mm-hmm.
2: And collaborate. <laughs> and and, and collaborated on some tracks. You know, they would. have They you know, they're ignorant. I mean, you think about it. Like, if they had just said, "Hey, man, I see you got a good product. I got a good product. Let's get together on the track." You know, I know we talk about this banana boat NBA. These rappers should have been on a banana boat back then. You know they stupid. You know when you think about like they could have collaborated and they could have made more money.
1: <laughs> People want those collaborations. Yeah, they yeah, do, man. True, man. They they definitely yeah, that's do. True. And man, you know what I'll- though, if these guys would have probably chopped it up, man, we probably wouldn't have seen this. But for the the the, the hip hop hits, I mean, this this battle and this beef produced some 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 tracks, man. Yeah, <laughs> we 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 gonna oh, dig man. into that.
2: <laughs> like, like remember Nas yeah. fired back, what y'all think? What you think of that? And he goes, I need an encore, y'all. You should welcome me back. You want a ball to you fall. I
1: can help you with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell it. you, man,
0: Nas Nas will he would bar you to death.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. you're right.
0: I think with when you think about this beef here, uh Jay Z and Nas, you think of Nas's uh still mad. You think of uh, an ether. You know what I'm saying? Because them two right there was, was them tracks there was just hard with it when it comes to JC and Miff and, and and Benny and stuff like that when he went in on them. And then J J track. We was talking about Nas. What was that? What was the name of that uh, album? Well, you talking
1: about Takeover as the track?
0: The ta- right, right, the Takeover, yeah. right. Man, you them them tracks right there, man, was like, oh, this here, man. Like you said, it was uh it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't hostile. It wasn't personal in the way, you know what I'm saying? It was like, all right, I you did some things I ain't like, but you know, it ain't no biggie, but we just gonna I right, we just gonna go going, going battle on wax and stuff like that and see who who could who could who can put this thing together the best. And that's why I like that's one thing I like about this beef here. It was pretty much on wax and stuff. so. It didn't turn violent. It yeah. didn't turn violent. It was a good one. You can listen to it. You was like, okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Jay's talking about this, all right? And then Nas come back with that. And it was like, all right, man, I I, I like it. So the winner, the winner to me is Nas. Well, so,
1: so for me, well, so when I look at these with these tracks, so you look at TakeOver. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you got Jay-Z, who basically is coming to his home in the, in the game. And he basically sees Nas like, that's something to eat, right? So he's coming for him. He's like, hey, you know what? He said, your shit is garbage. What you trying to kick knowledge? Like that, that hmm. bar right there to me, that said it all, because that kicks it off. He's like basically, he's basically like everything that Nas stands for, Jay just like tried to just strip away at it right there with that one quick bar. I
2: I think I think Nas, I think Nas won this battle before it even started. They started on still magic. Now, if you remember that line for Stillmatic, where he came at the whole, he ripped the whole crew on Stillmatic. He goes, "Rip the freeway, shoot through Memphis with money bags. Stop in Philly, order cheese steaks, and eat beans fast." Then going directly to the hove, he said, "Asking is H to the Izzo, M to the Izzo?
1: <laughs> right.
2: I mean, nice, nice to me. I think I think Jay did a good job with the takeover, but I think that's all he did because Stillmatic was on Stillmatic started to take over. And then he came back with Ether and finished them off. <laughs> he put yeah. it was an Oreo at that point. You know, he, you know, if you think about it, the takeover is the Oreo, and you know, still Madden is the black part. And then you go ahead and you put another black part that's called Ether. He wrapped them up real nice on that one. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He but wrapped them. but I but I will say this. Now I, I do agree ultimately that Nas did win this battle. But to be fair, Nas did have foremost to respond to the Takeover. And in this day and age with rap beefs, mm. if you take more than three days to respond, you already lost. I mean, we can thank Drake for that because I mean he, mm, good, uh, you know, he, you point, know he saw what he did to put me. Oh man,
2: you know, but you think you think about Drake. I mean, it, it is different in this era because they they t- they fire back real quick, but the production is terrible and it's not even clever at that point. I mean, I give it to him. I mean, you know, revenge is the best is the dish best sold cold at this point. You know, I'm gonna get you. There's you know, you don't know when it's coming. And that's what I respect about Nas in that situation. He can he came back. He just waited, he waited, he let Jay do the takeover, he let him ride around inside you know the AMG, you know, with the flags on his man, H He came back and just shot. He he destroyed that whole album, damn near. Off one off ether. Ether came out basically and shut that down real quick, and the blueprint had to come and finish it off.
1: <laughs> True. but though, so the one other thing I'm going to push back on when I, th- when I think of TakeOver, which I thought personally, I thought TakeOver was the better song, but I think Ether was the better diss track. But he basically took a shot at Nas's whole, basically, uh, time as a, as a rapper, right? He said, You've been in this game 10, I've been in it five, smart enough. He said, Nas, that's four apples in 10 years. He said, I could divide. That's one every, let's say two. He said, Two of them shits was due. I was like, Nah, the other was ill-matic. That's a one hot album
0: every ten year average. What do you tell? That's yeah. so lame, right? Dude told Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's hey, hey, that's dope. That's dope, man. Uh, hey, hey, he did his, Hey, hey, Jay did his thing on that one. Or oh, like when he was like, "Esco Ad went from n- nasty nines to Esco trash." Had a spark when you started, but now you're just garbage. Yes, sir.
2: Did <laughs>
1: he? Did he told that man? He said. You fell from top ten and I mentioned it all to your bodyguards. Uchi Wally's verse better than yours. Come on, <laughs>
2: he's my big horse. <laughs> yeah, big horse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He tried, but then you know you got last nigga alive. And you know he dropped that track pretty much. And, you know, he compares, he compares his beef, to, you know, to you know Jay Z, the Scarface, basically. That was pretty funny when you think about it. I mean, um, I think, I think, I think take, Takeover had better production. Takeover, Takeover is just more energetic ether was just mean it was just mean and very grimy it came out of somebody's basement crate you know and then super ugly you remember super ugly was out there too yeah i do remember that i do remember that he took that bad intentions that dr
1: dre sample oh man that was hilarious so i'll say this you you're right because on ether uh Nas really took shots at jay's credibility i mean it was with facts all facts the lyrics and bars was was dope did then Nas also has some jokes for Jay, too. Remember
0: he called him a tie like that? yeah, yeah. bo ho <laughs> oh, he, yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> he said do karate. He said 30 years, 30 years old, you
2: karate class. <laughs> yeah. And then when he called him ugly, you know, Jay real sensitive about his looks.
1: <laughs> so mm-hmm. he called him ugly. And, you know, <laughs> oh, man, you know. Yeah, and also, too, you know what? So, uh, Novak, you brought up earlier about how they battled over that relationship of who was really Big's friend, right? Mm-hmm. So. Nas no, on Ether, one of the, the, the bars that I really liked, he said, first big is your man, and you got the nerve to say that you better than big. And he said, dick sucking lips, why don't you let the lake great veteran live? Like, that's a hard line. You, right. you, you, then, then he went into the murder
2: of you you stabbed Lance over puss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, I think they both were pretty messy at that point. You think about, you know, Charlie Baltimore. He threw all these chicks into the situation. He threw these baby mamas into it. They were in the same circle, screwing the same chicks. Yep. That's, that also perpetuated this beef. You know, I, you know, you could almost even since you think about what they did for hip hop, so you almost can call this damn thing a draw with them, because neither one of them knocked the other one out. It was no. just like they, were, you know, they were they were hitting boots pretty much. Because I remember they were hitting gloves and they were just stepping back. I remember. Um, you know, when they got together on Black Republican and, you know, Hip Hop Is Dead and everything like that, you know, the Hip Hop Is Dead album. I mean, Black Republican, with Jay, that was just, like, the correlate, that was, like, the, the correlation to, like, oh, that was bullshit, let's get this money. And um, they dropped it. You know, it had, a, it had a happy ending because they saw what happened with, you know,
1: with Big and Posh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. yeah, that we, we all, yeah, that, that definitely was very unfortunate. But the thing is, too, so... Nas had time to basically chip away and chip away and chip away at Jay Z on on this ether. And the, the thing too, when you look at it, Jay is all about the bravado and the machismo, right? But like you said, Novak, he basically made shots against the guy's looks. Mm-hmm. Said, "Hey, you think you getting chicks now off your looks?" He's like, "Negro, please." Like so, like basically, he's letting them know, like, dude, you only get these chicks because you got dough, and just trying to chip away at him as much as possible with that.
0: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, there's a lot of cats that get ladies because of their money. Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Yeah. You know. and, and and the way he ended
1: the track when he was like with with whiskers like a cat compared to beat you whack, he mm-hmm. said you pop shit apologize nigga just ask kiss like <laughs> the way he ended that. It was hard. It was yeah. hard. I mean, it was hard. He wanted to. He wanted to
2: know. He wanted to know. talking about, uh, You know. And it's so funny you think about it, uh, you know, on Song Cry, you know, he, you know, you're talking about, you know, those girls would not mess with us. Now we got money. I mean, Jay told him himself in Song Cry, you he know, did. You know, I mean, he basically he, he he professed everything that Nas said was true. Because you know, when he had no money, they were looking at him like, get the hell away from us. Then he got the money, he became you know, those same girls. Now he was, you know, they were stabbing, and so <laughs> it's a whole different I, situation. Seen, right. <laughs> Even Biggie said, the sky's the limit. Homegirls, you know, oh, the homegirls yeah. never be fucking them. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> you know.
1: So, so, you tried to, so you tried to say when he was Hawaiian Sophie, they weren't trying to mess with him, No, he was
2: a jazz. Jazz was the killer in that group, basically, when they were Hawaiian Sophie, you know, the, during the whole Hawaiian Sophie thing. I mean, Jazz was writing the lyrics. Jay became a writer and a rapper from jazz. That shit, he took Jazz's style. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people say that, Yep. Oh, you can hear it. I mean, look, listen to the originator. Listen to the originator. Um, you know, ninety-seven. You listen to that base. You know, when you talk about the flow, you got a meal in the background describing the flow. Oh, that's right. Yep, yep. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, the thing with Jay is that Jay is Jay started taking other people's flows, which I really do like. But you know, lyrically, you think about Reasonable Doubt, still one of the greatest albums of all time. Hands because, down, because you know the way he went in, and then you know. Um, the you know the, you know the streets is watching that's my favorite that's one of my favorite hip hop movies of all time because that one you could see a little bit of the hate you know he was talking about you know i mean that's it's a it's, it's a predecessor to what 50 did with wonder shopper you know when he riding around through new york and people seeing him and they hating you got the guy looking like irv Gotti and well i think is that irv Gotti hating in the background across the street They might have been doing that I think, time. I think that was lorenzo that was lorenzo <laughs> so I mean, you know, you got them dudes looking crazy. You got the Jamaican. You got the ugly. You know, you got the ugly rapper watching them. You got dudes from out of town trying to sell dope. And he show up with he show up with uh, you know who with Dane. <laughs> and I mean, it, it's hilarious. I think that it was a good time for hip hop. I mean, compared to what we got today. I mean, even though their beef might have turned violent at some point, because you know Jay known to stab a man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't win this. I'm gonna stab him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I don't think he would have stabbed Nas. There's, there's too much respect going on there in that situation. It is what it is. You know, two great, yeah. you know, two great artists during a great time period.
1: We need it yeah. at the at the, the big impact Agreed. I, I think for this one, man, I was really torn uh like thinking back on this uh debate and I have to give it to Nas slightly. And I think I'd give it to him just because he basically executed all points of like a proper way to just to someone. I think Jay left the door open for Daz on the takeover and Daz slammed that door shut.
0: Mm. Yeah but no, you guys I think agree. That? I no oh, really? I agree. It was it was it was it was a classic way of of handling the beef. It was all on wax. It was just about the lyrics on what I can talk about this person and put mm-hmm. in and put in the rhythm and put some beats on it and with with facts. You know, Mm -hmm. he's just not making anything up with facts, and they both did it. And Nas just executed just a little bit, a little bit more. I agree with you. With he just, if it's a, it was like a hairline finish on that one. With Nas just, just, just crossing the border, just, just a little bit. Mm Hmm.
2: I agree. I I take Nas. I take Nas in that situation. I think even uh, even Kanye mentions it a couple of times. You know when you know when you when you listen you listen to like uh, you you listen to uh, Beautiful Dark Nightmare when you know when Ye is rapping, Jay mentioned before the takeover. You know he mentioned it a couple of times. You know uh, you know he mentions how Jay you know he kind of took a shot at Big Brother a couple of times. You know about what happened before the takeover. Oh
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> fire up the <laughs> engines. <laughs> You're like wow. I mean. Uh, I mean, I think even I think most most people close to them at that point in time, the producers knew that you know that Nas basically lit that fire. He he brought Jay out. Of, he brought Jay out of retirement. <laughs> he came back with that butt West, You
1: know, show me what you get. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yep. <laughs> Worst Jay Z song ever. Yeah, that, that that one was not one of his memorable uh, tracks.
2: Of, oh my God! I didn't know whether you wanted to drink beer or just I don't know what that was. Show me what you got.
1: It was terrible. Little Mama. <laughs> you know, that, yeah, that, that one was not that was not one of his good uh, moments in Kingdom Come. But we we can talk about that another time. Oh God, dig a hole. <laughs> <laughs> but man, let's let's get into uh, the, the the number one beef that that we had coming up as kids was that Tupac versus Biggie, which then became Tupac versus Biggie Bad Boy and the entire East Coast. So how did this beef uh, kick off Novak?
2: Oh man. We got
1: enough time to talk about that? I
2: mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's the most, it's like a damn soap opera, you know, to be honest with you. It's really sad, you know, because, <laughs> I mean, to think about it, I mean, you know, it, it was crazy because it's like they started off as friends, sitting on each other's, you know, couches and stuff like that. And, you know, the crazy thing about it, the crazy thing about it was like, you know, you had a situation where. I think at one point in time, Biggie asked Pac to help manage him because he felt that, you know, he wasn't getting that management need from Puff because you know Puff wanted to party, drink, and make videos, you know, at that point and dance. Right, and, you know, and Biggie, Biggie was more street compared to what you know, what Puff is used to dealing with. You got a guy that's wearing white every day, and another guy looks like death warmed over, trying to sell drugs and, and and bring those bars every day. They didn't fit together. Big and puff is like. It's like taking peroxide and trying to put and trying to put it on a potato chip at that point, point. and you know, it's just nuts. I mean, their beef, their beef came out of pretty much. You know, there's a situation where um, you know Tupac went into the studio like '94, Yeah, Squad Studios. Plots yep. Studios. He got robbed, mm-hmm. and you know the thing about it in that situation, though, he's in Biggie's hometown, so you know a lot of those artists back then even. Athletes today feel I'm in somebody's city, I should be protected because that's my guy's city. And the fact that, you know, that went down, and you know who didn't get involved with it, it made things worse in that situation. It turned more into a situation of, you know, a podcast shot five times. And then, you know, he believed that big had something to do with it because he thought that Big was jealous of him. And, you know, he's also getting fed that energy from all them people around him, pretty much, to tell them that, man, Big don't like you, Big don't like you. But if you just slept on this guy's couch. How is there so much drama going on in this situation? So, you know, podcast shot, you know, went to the hospital. Big big wasn't exactly – Big was very stoic about it. Like, he didn't really care, but he cared. But, you know, he didn't want to come off as being, I think, soft in that situation. Be like, man, I shot my guys. You know, he didn't want to do that. So, he kept his distance. And then, you know, what happened pretty much then Biggie dropped that track man who shot you. Yep. <laughs> And Who Shot You came out
0: while, and, while, Pop, while Pac was in jail. While Pac was in jail. And that was terrible. And, you but, know. But, but qu- quick question. Quick question. I'm trying to figure out now. Now, I've heard that track, Who Shot You, was, was made way before Pac got shot. Is that true or not? Now I'm trying to get clarified. I'm trying to get clarification. That's well, the wrong.
1: I, I heard originally they wanted that song for Mary J. Blige, but they thought that the track was too uh it was a little right. bit too rough. Yeah. Well, yeah. well hell yeah, it was hard
0: for Mary J. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know what, Mary which Mary J though? You know, Mary J no relationship, okay. that would have fit. You know, we didn't like really? ha- nobody like okay. Happy Mary J, but we like Mary J. Black going through divorce. That's when you get I'm falling down and stuff like that. <laughs> Dude,
1: I, I like I like my Mary Jane like I like Adele. I, I need you to be having problems and just a bunch of dysfunction in your life because that's oh, you, when we
2: get that music. You need a fat and angry. <laughs> this, new, this new Adele one yoga pants, man. It's gonna be trash. <laughs> <laughs> somebody send that lady. Somebody send that lady a box of Krispy Kremes now.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll oh, see what man. happens with her man, for sure. So, you but, know, so, 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 Jules, you so. You, so you
0: think that this track was not intended for uh, for Pac? No, see, man, I'm, I'm looking at, I'm looking at, I'm trying to, you know, going through the timeline and stuff like that. We we was big on it when when it first came out. So, uh, so yeah, we all knew that Pac and Big was was boys. It mm-hmm. was boys. they was like like Novak said, they was they was sleeping on the couches and stuff. They was, yeah, Pac was was he took Big under his underneath his his wing, give him the ins and outs of the business and stuff like that. But he did. Pac did tell Big to go with Pop, uh, Puff to because he can he can bring him more out, uh, bring make him more of a star. But that night when he had that that recorded that uh, session in Quad's recording mm-hmm. studio, and he was on his way up there and he got Jack. Pac said he ain't never thought he didn't think that he was gonna get Jack in New York because he's always good to people. That he didn't think that. That people will ever will, will come at him because he was always showing love to New York and, and to people and stuff like that. So he was surprised on that. And then, you know, while you're getting shot, emotions go, you know, emotions come into play and you just start thinking outside the box and stuff. And then he was going through his legal problems. That's another, another big thing that's on your back and on on your chest and stuff. And people just start thinking, I, I mean, uh, fortunately, I thank God I ain't never been in that situation, but I mean, for him to get shot and then re, recuperate and then, then you get trial and then you go to prison. Then people in your ear telling you, oh man, it's your, is your dude. And then you started thinking like, oh man, they wasn't, they didn't really have my back. He said, he, Pac said, big, this is your town. How you don't know who, who shot him, who shot me. So he was like, Dude, it gotta, you know what I'm saying? You know, I think these people are right, it gotta be big who set the hit. And Whoa. that's when Yeah. Man, that's when that's when it turned into crap at that point because it went from it, it went from a, a good relationship, a good, you know what I'm saying? They there's both boys to enemies, and they got literally East Coast and West Coast battling, hating each other.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh yeah. That's how big it was. And then it doesn't help that you got outside agitators, you know, say manipulating them to also more so Pac than big, but big, what Big could have done, he could have, and I think he said he did try to reach out, but Pac at that point, he was gone. He was too, you know, say he was headstrong on this thing. And, and I think it was no talking to him.
1: No, you're right. I think though, when we look at this situation, so yeah, these guys, their friendship dated back to 93, They met while uh, Pac was on tour. Uh, So basically, Mm -hmm. they had a friendship. They basically developed like a nice chemistry with one another. They helped each other with their careers, gave advice, that sort of thing. However, when you think about the situation that happened across studios, Pac was going up to see Big, because I think Big Mm -hmm. was recorded at the time. He's in the studio. He's upstairs. Exactly. Exactly. So Pac just gets robbed. Then as he's getting wheeled out of there, he sees little C's and he sees a couple other guys from Bad Boy. And at that point, it. you got to think about the paranoia that can go into somebody's mind in that situation. He's fighting for his life. Now he's seeing faces of people that he's like, whoa, wait, you, you're here at this? What, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Now, Pac's in prison, right? Like you said, uh, Jules, mm-hmm. he's got people in his ear. That Who Shot Your Song came out. I don't necessarily know if that mm-hmm. song was about Pac or anything like that, but guess what? The timing of it, right? you got time, a guy. Right, right. You got a guy here in jail, right? He's been shot, and now you you, you have this song that comes out. And it was very – it was one of those songs where it could go either way, right? hmm I Are mean, the right. t- it's the timing
2: in that situation. I mean, who shot you? You're right. Jules was made before this incident happened. It's just that uh, this is marketing. This is bad boy trying to, you know, create it's, a beef.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And outside agitators adding on to the, to the fire. Exactly. You know, Puff okay. is brilliant.
2: Puff is brilliant with that. He dropped that at that time because he knew there was a disconnect. I mean, you know, like when you know when uh, Big when Pac told Big to go with Puff, I think that was that was him signing his own death certificate at that point. Because I think that if those two had stayed together, you would have had a better situation. It would have been more like Jay. It would been more like Jay to Big and vice versa. Because they would have had a tighter bond in that situation. Hip hop wouldn't have had a coastal feel to it if you know what I mean. Because I think um, you know, once you once you um, you know, once you burn down that bridge, you know what I mean. That situation, it is what it is. I think that um, you know, Puffy released. Who shot you? They were all you know, everybody in New York was. ooh, we you know, who shot you? And They knew exactly. They tied it. what they tied it together to that situation, and then you know, you, you he in, car- yeah, he incarcerated. You know, and when people get incarcerated, people say when they get out, they're a different person. So you know, Puck became you know birdie from above the rim when he got out of jail <laughs> i mean he started living that life because you could see him making juice he became bishop mm-hmm. he became birdie those characters he played on screen this guy's a, this guy went to a, a, a you know a performing arts high school yep. he, was, he was no gangster he was performing at the Arts High School. In, in, uh, in Baltimore, that's how he met Jada Smith. Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he was a studio gangster you know, at that point. You know, he was playing gangsters because that's the role they gave black men during that point in time. But you know, mm. he kind of mutated. I mean, when brendan has got a baby, he was dropping knowledge and everything like that. And he was, remember, he was also hanging out with Puffy. I mean, uh, with um, with Humpty Humph sure. and Shock G. Oh, boy, were, yeah,
0: Shock G. The they brain.
2: were doing those jobs around the world. He's wearing a darshiki so it was hard to see this guy go from to Apocalypse to Tupac. You know what I mean? Well, he went from t- he went from T-U-P-A-C-K-P-A-C to Tupac. That's how that's how, I was getting ready to correct you. Yeah,
1: that that was the the, the middle part.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And when he mutated like that, and then just became Pac. <laughs> so, yeah. so, I mean, you know, and I think, you know, I think he's upset. Like, like you know, like uh, Jules mentioned that, you know, I'm in city, You know who shot me. Big no who shot him. But the thing about it was, it's more complicated than that. Because if Big knew the shooter, and the shooter, you know, Pac messed with a lot of dudes and messed with a lot of chicks. And you got to understand, this was somebody higher up the food chain that shot him. You know, you go back Mm -hmm. into the days of Supreme and real gangsters in New York. Right. Hasty Jack. Yeah yeah you ask yourself like what happened you know what happened to uh, you know what happened in those situations those are real killers back then in that regard as fifty has a shot to get how he feels to get shot that many times and live. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to kill him, they want to send him a message. <laughs> they would have killed him if they wanted to, they didn't.
1: I mean man, they 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 dropped nine at all boy fifty. Oof. Mm-hmm.
2: And that's why that's you know that's why people feel he signed to deal with the devil. I mean who else you know get shot nine times and stabbed a month later?
1: It lives damn, bad right. Yeah. I think that the thing when I think about that, who shot you, I think uh, big he dropped that track or puffy probably because puffy's all about marketing, right? So mm-hmm. the track was dropped at the height of basically big's you know, ascension to basically being you know the king of New York with their rap, right? But they also didn't realize that that song was going to thrust biggie and bad boy into the middle of a conflict that they didn't want any parts with with uh, with Pac because. Now this conflict not only has affected labels, but you got so people taking sides. Now you got an entire region of of the country now both picking sides, right? And that's how this beef became very problematic and became very dangerous.
2: Well, it became game related at that point. I mean, you you know, mm-hmm. you think about when Pac became a blood, and you know, and Shug not, you know, the Shug, This is a darkness in the situation. Shug is a blood. He made everybody' blood around him except for, except for snoop was a crib, and then you got Dash, he's a crib, the dog pound they all blue. so you think about what happened in that situation is that you know at one point in time the bloods of Chris united at the, on that front on pot uh, on uh, big because they didn't like him, and you know his his pass you know his safety pass in l a was gone at that point I, What I would say about that is if you know you're not safe out there, why go out there? I mean that's two things he would have got murdered in New York i mean it's just like. It is what it is, you know. Like I think that, um, you know, it 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 changed the way people get down with people at that point, you know. Like, and it's still going on today. You know, there's cities you can't go through without, without a safety pass, or you got to know somebody. You got to pay security in order exactly. to pass
0: through that it, city. And not only security, you 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 hiring gang bangers. Mm-hmm. You game bangers. You pay game bangers that that provide your security. They do it in Dude, Chicago
2: that's too. Crazy. They do it here in mm-hmm. Chicago too. Think about it. I mean, there's. You know, CPD could only protect you so far. If you want to pass through the low ends, if you want to pass through the president's blocks on the west side, you got to know somebody. You can't come mm. over there, set up, and, and do a and do a concert. You got to no. pay.
0: A, you, you got to pay a fee. That's right. You got to pay the toll. I mean this. I mean this messed up, man. Like you said, prez, how how two coasts? These two guys uh had somewhere two coasts. Was at each other, East Coast and West Coast. Hey, you, you guys remember? We was in school throwing up the West Side or the East Side <laughs> and stuff like that, man. Y'all remember that? Yes, sir. And who we who we riding with and stuff like that. It became this, and and it's messed up. I mean, you know, we was young back then. We didn't we didn't know. We just you know thought it was all fun and stuff like that. But how the marketing and the media and the people in control of this. How they divided and 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 mani- and manipulated and calculated this thing was man it had to be the devil because in the end result we had two two beautiful brothers who were spitting good nice not good music good music yeah and and they both died over some senseless stuff that was just dude like you said you can't even write a movie like this because it's like you you both was started off as friends and stuff, trying to come up, trying to get money, trying to get famous and stuff like that. Women and houses and pools and stuff to y'all at each other's throat because a incident, a incident where I mean, it's just one of them things. It's like, dude, you coming up and you get robbed, and all of a sudden now, oh man, my man, dude, he should know. So I'ma blame him. Not only him, I'ma blame his manager, I'm blame the people around him. I'ma blame the city, I'ma blame the whole East Coast. And then it would and then it goes vice versa. Because because now Suge now, he played a part in it. You know what oh, I'm yeah. saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Suge and Puffy. Because both of them had boys that got that got eliminated.
1: Yep. Well, uh Puff and Sugar they they were controlling the, the strings. They they were like the puppet. Right. Masters, you know. They was the puppet masters, right. i will say this. Uh when when who Shot You came out and you know that that song came out we were all like oh that's a, that's that's a decent song because you know lyrically it was a dope song you know it was biggie mm-hmm. laid back on the on the, on the floor everything was cool but then when Pac came out with that hit him up I, I still remember it's like Mm-mm. like it was yesterday we mm-hmm. all at school no I think it was over the summertime when he came out but I think we we still would rap about it you know how that song basically just hit the waves on their radio and they just played that mm-hmm. thing over and over and over again. I mean, that song was so aggressive. I mean, Pac's energy on that track was just, it was insane. He was angry. You know, and he just basically just, he got personal, and he just went at that whole, that whole bad boy as a staff, record label, as a crew, like everybody. <laughs> Nobody was off
0: limits. Man, <laughs> my God. It was, a, it was, it was, it was his outcry. You know, have you, I don't know, you guys, uh, I don't know if you guys ever been, um, Hurt by a female, or nothing like that, and you and you write a letter, kind because you're upset and stuff because you don't know why. So you wrote the, so you write a letter. No, I, I, can't feel, that feel, I can't you say You feel good afterwards. I wrote letter I never wrote letters. You kind you write letters over there, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> so what doing, Leah? 4 You know what I'm saying, man. You know, I'm just you,
1: messing with you, bro.
0: You know, See, you write this letter I I was, because this. You know, you, you 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 want to get it out. You ain't talking to it no more. So you want to get it out. So you wrote a letter. And afterwards, you feel good. Hey, man, Pac wrote this letter, this this <laughs> rap. I wouldn't even call it a battle rap. This was just some, 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 some. some he thing. was angry. He was angry, right. And he got on that, and, and they played that, man. It was like, ooh.
1: I mean, the, the opening, he
0: said, first off, I fucked your man. Come on. The
2: first line, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he opened up. He opened up. I mean, he he basically started the art of war. He initiated. <laughs> so, yep. I mean, you know, they were they could have been beefing like like Jay and Nas at that point, just lyrically. You know what I mean? But right. I mean, he made it personal. And he brought the outlaws into it. They, you know, they walk around. They dressed in fatigues. They wearing military gear. And I'm watching this like, I'm have a pocket and took this to the next level and you know in the background shook nice just loving it and then you got puffy over there scared as hell like oh my god because you know puffy ain't got no gang affiliation no puffy puffy andre harrell was not going to say Puffy getting his ass whooped from up there you know i think you know you know the problem was once gangsters got into the music industry like the mafia got into the casinos with hip-hop it was over Mm -hmm. crap i Mm -hmm. mean you could you couldn't have a real gangster out there in la running a record label, fighting with somebody in New York to the point where you couldn't go between two you know, two coasts. And the South is just out there making bad music. And so,
0: hit the South, making Tila, <laughs> girls <laughs> in the club, and Pacs trying to he kill each t- other. He said Tila. Damn, I haven't <laughs> heard that in a long time.
2: Yeah, that's what was going on during that era. I mean, think about it. That was Drew Down, Ooh. and the rest of those guys. You know, think about the bad music that was going on. There was two dudes making all the good music, and Jay-Z was in the background. Who you with. <laughs> Think about that. You know, Jay was doing who you with. Jay was pop at that time. You know, he was he
1: was Yeah, because he was he was on that, the Foxy Bro uh, vibes back there. Yeah, he did a song with he did a song with babyface. Yes. Yep. Oh my God. That's
2: why I was, that's why sometimes I laugh. You know, I'd be like, man, these dudes, we know who you are in that situation. You did a song with babyface. you <laughs> 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 said that's the worst thing you ever did in life. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I think the thing is, you know, Suge Knight and Puff played the situation too deep. In okay. And Puff didn't have yeah. no generals in the war. You know, Suge had generals and street cats and all other stuff that was willing to go out there and take your life over a lyric. And you think about that. And I think ultimately that led to Puck's downfall because I think they took Puck out because he couldn't be controlled no more. And I think he was moving away from
1: hip hop. He yeah, was he,
0: real talk. And, he and, was
1: real talking. and a lot of people said that he was trying to move
0: away from Suge and that influence. Yeah, he, he was. I think I see and that was the and that was the thing. See, see, Suge was a real gangster. Suge was a real gangster. He was controlling, and it's and I know you. I know people see the documentaries and stuff like that. You know that 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 rap label like Def Row was was hostile. That's why Dre ended up leaving. Pac wanted to leave, but. Suge was like, "Hey, you know what? Why don't we form uh Death Row East?" Mm-hmm. If y'all remember that, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then pa- so Pac. That wasn't Pac, like you said, Novak. Pac was he was more of a thinker, a poetic. He was motivating. He was very influential. You know the 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 hard the Pac was that was that was a. Uh, it was there, but that was forced out like the phoenix f- from Suge. Should and planted that and and watch that grow, and it was messed up. He had some good tracks and he and once in a while he do come back to some of his softer side, but when it comes to you know th- the rest of it uh we're going after with big and everybody else, man that was just that was just it, and there was no controlling that like y'all said, and yeah, eventually they was like yeah we we <laughs> we' have to take this dude out mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate because I can see Pac as an older man. Getting into politics and, and and other things and and being a a good voice for the black community and stuff like that
1: yeah he would have he would have been in this world in a, in a more impactful way. I mean you think about it he was twenty five when he passed, and he already left a, a a big imprint on the world in that short amount of time. so I can really imagine what he would have been able to accomplish and biggie as well if those guys mm-hmm. you know would have been allowed to you know see life past their young ages.
2: You're right. If they were allowed to grow up and mature in that situation. I think, right. I think, I think Big would have ended up being more of a record label with Zach, you know, to be honest with you, because, you know, he had that, he had that real shifty, like mafia vibe to him where like, you know, he liked to rap, but it was more to him in rapping at that point. I think he wanted to be a controller in that situation of how hip hop is, you know, being used at this point. And I mean, you also got to understand that, you know, Big went to private school. Big was educated. He wasn't an idiot at this point. I mean, you know, it was like, you know, he was talking about how he had to hustle, feed his daughter and stuff like that. Big made choices out there that was different from what his mother provided him as options to mature and grow as a young adult. So, you know, he chose that lifestyle, you know, so did Pac. Pac chose to be mm-hmm. who he was mm-hmm. in that situation. I mean, he he could have been more influential. You're right, uh, Jules, in that situation as a, as a leader in the community. And I think that's the reason why he got off. Because they saw, like, if you listen to Machiavelli, how he mellowed out on Machiavelli. He opened up. He opened mm-hmm. up and he got real, like, he got smarter by the, by the time that album went down. It was educational. You know, Machiavelli started off angry and it ended up being just educational. You know I mean, it's like, that's, that's how Pac is. Pac had that one fiery track and the rest of it, he's teaching. Yeah. He's teaching and yeah, talking brain. about, don't do this, don't do that. And, you know, and I think – I don't think Big got to that point in evolution as a man. But Pac was coming off the high horse of, uh, yeah, maybe I said that about your your girl. Maybe I did screw up, but I shouldn't have said it. My bad. <laughs> 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 That's pretty much how he was.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, I think, too, so I don't even want to get into who won this beef because I think everybody lost when it came to this, this particular situation. A lot of lives were lost, impacted. I um, so I wouldn't want to really, you know, I wouldn't feel comfortable, you know, even debating that. I mean, I would just say that uh, hit him up. It was definitely a very uh, harsh and man. I mean, very, you know, straight to the point uh, record. I mean, he he annihilated a whole region of the country. So that's that's as far as I'll say as far as that's concerned. I don't think who shot you was directed directly at at Pac, but at the same time, I can understand his paranoia with what he had going through in, in that time. So. You
2: guys didn't have anything else you guys want to chime in on that one? I just want to say that, you know, who won now? I think hip-hop lost in that situation Mm -hmm. because, you know, it was was a big loss because if everybody thinks back to what it was like to be alive during that time period, I mean, we were just going in the right direction, you know what I mean, in that regard. And, uh, you know, music had gotten better. I mean, you know, R&B was starting to die off, you know, at that point. So I think you know, you know it was it was weird. You know, I mean, like we lost our best years of hip hop, and then we went into the whole trap music era we're in right now, and whatever the hell is mm-hmm. going on. You know, guys dressed like girls, and I don't know. You know, that's because there is no there's no guidance out there right now in the hip hop community. There is no voice right now. I mean, Jay tries to be that voice, but he's a Car- you know, he's part of the Carters now. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, Jay yeah. and Jay are taking over at this point, and you know they're making. Black, you know, they're making HBCU music. I call it. <laughs> you know, but
1: well, see, but uh, well, let's, let's quiet. kept. Jay trying to get that owner's uh box now. So
2: he trying, he trying, but still, I don't want to hear this HBCU music. This, you know, this savage. You know, like what is this? I I saw a little dude the other day playing savage in his car. I wanted to, put, I wanted to call Jules and arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> sure, you know, what I mean, you were you were like fourteen year old, you know, sixteen year old, and you got your like. Were you riding around playing arrogant Bad Dude Tyrone? Were you riding around playing Tyrone, blaring it out the car and looking at dudes? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, dude was, this little dude was playing Savage, and he was feeling it. He was doing little hand <laughs> motions in the he car. Was, hey, was his eyes closed? Yeah, his, man. He, his <laughs> He was he was he was in the Curtis household that he closed his eyes, he was sitting next to JM Bay and Blue Ivy, man. He was just feeling it. <laughs> oh man. Got the Curtis tight jeans on his Balenciaga's with his studs on them. I looked at him like, oh my god. And th- th- these these the main people killing people.
1: I mean I can't even respect the shooter at that point. I'm like, you gonna kill me? <laughs> What's this? <laughs> yeah, because you, you get you getting shot by Princess Crew right now. So by, the, busty. by the by the busty boy. <laughs> <laughs> Tumbo-clots.
2: <laughs> <laughs> shooting people, man. I mean, I, you know, he's just on in that situation. But I want my shooter to be masculine. That's how I feel about it. I don't want somebody to show up. Show up and I'm going to kill you. I'm like, what? Like, okay, man, whatever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Now, that's yeah, right. I, I don't want to go with
0: that. I, <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with the both of you. Uh, the, the country lost on that one. We lost, like I said, like we said, we lost two great artists, two great men, brothers, you know, fathers, you end up losing husbands. It, 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 it got escalated to something that it shouldn't. And people behind it, uh, manipulating them to to go at it and in the, in the, in the long run, end up losing their lives. And it, it just wasn't good because, like you said, the, the, uh, Novak, the music changed after that. I know you had your, your Jay-Z's and then um, your Eminem's and stuff like that, but it was good music, man. When we was, when we was in high school, we was listening to, to this music. It was good. You was feeling it. You was bumping it and stuff like that. You was like, man, okay, this was up. You had some stuff from the East Coast. You had some stuff from the West Coast and stuff. and The Midwest. The mid- Midwest, yeah. Hell, and then you had uh, Outkast was, was coming out and stuff. So yep. it, it was good music, man. And you, we can't get it. You know, it's like, damn, if we can go back to that, it was something beautiful. If these, if these kids nowadays, it's like it's like watching Mike all over again with the 30 for 30. If, if these kids can see what, what kind of music we was listening to coming up and stuff and how it was uh, 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 evolved and stuff like that, man. Because I ain't going to lie to you. A lot of the stuff I don't listen to nowadays. I can't listen to it. Well, you're you, you not missing out the jewels because you can't understand what the hell these
1: fucking cats are saying anyway.
2: Man. You just say five words. You can say, that shit hot. That shit hot. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> put an put a, put a, put a 808 behind that. And then but about, ooh. Like Wu-Tang just to say, intrigued by drum beats. And you think about it. We laugh at the Wu right now from like 20 years ago, making fun of Puffy. Shiny suits and stuff like that. It's like we lost two hip hop icons. We went into the shiny suit era. <laughs> yep. Make them dance. I remember that fresh year of college. I'm like, everybody's dancing and wearing funny colors. What's going on right now with Tevlins? It's like it was terrible. I mean, you go back and look at clothing from
1: like 87. You, you, you had your boy Puffy out there uh, singing and crying and dancing in the rain. Like, and, that, and that's falling off, we're left with. And falling
2: off motorcycles. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when he fell off that motorcycle and rolled and cried, like, he cried like a little kid fell off a 10-speed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I miss you big. <laughs> yeah, what is, oh, God. It was Ooh, terrible, weird. man. You're right. You're right about that, uh, Jules. If we go back in time to good music and started to hear people who sound like they got learning mm-hmm. disabilities rap, Oh, my God, man. But that's the cocaine era, man. These all crack babies, man. This dude it's music, like man. They, man. They,
0: can't,
2: they can't say more than five words without repeating themselves. It's like it's like having a toy when you're a little kid. You keep pulling that string and speaking, say, and it keeps saying the same shit over and over.
1: Well, that's that's, that's that lead. lead. Man, get up off that stuff, man. I'm, I'm going to shoot the club up. I'm going to shoot the club up.
2: And you are like, man, what is it? Is he, is he programming you to go shoot the club up? He probably is.
0: <laughs> it's also been- subliminal. <laughs>
1: Yep, for sure, man. But like I said, uh, this episode, we wanted to just take that deep dive and pull back the curtain on those rap beefs. And I mean, I feel like this was a really good conversation. I mean, we really touched on a lot of this stuff for some of our listeners. You guys may not be familiar with some of the in and outs of these beefs. And for some of you other guys, it's probably just a reminder of just some of the times that we saw. So with that being said, I'm going to turn it over to my my co-host here, uh, Novak. Let's hit us with that uh, curtain call, our final segment.
2: All right, first thing I want to do, I want to thank Tim Land and the Swiss Beats for recruiting some of the biggest legends in music to battle live. That's been nice to watch. I mean, during this quarantine, uh, state <laughs> state of the world we are in right now, it's been like UFC rivalries right now. Pretty, pretty much it turns out People are fighting and competing right now. they the creative, uh, creative uh, intellectual properties. I think that um, it's been nice to watch. I mean, I think French Montana versus Tory, Lane, Tory Lanez was kind of, eh. I didn't know French had that much work. <laughs> I know Tori got some pretty nice Instagram, but that's about it. I mean, he, he's really cool on Instagram. I think Manny versus Scott Storch is, was cool. T-Pain was a little John. You know, I'm a little John fan. You know, I go back You know, I go back to college when he was making the hits. T-Pain is okay. DJ uh, DJ Premier versus RZA. It was a nice battle. I, you know, I like the fact that the RZA's weirdness and awkwardness is, is so relevant today that he kind of won that battle. I mean, Primo had some heads, but the RZA is more relevant today's time and era with the way production is done. He's like he was 20 years ahead of the curve. And that damn Teddy Riley versus Babyface, what the hell? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> Uncle Teddy, you know, I'm going to call you Uncle Teddy because that was terrible. You know, you need to call your grandkids or your, or your niece and nephews next time you go online and help you. Uh, Babyface held it down pretty well. He won that battle. Uh, pretty cool battle, I mean, I think uh, it's nice to see those guys. It made me feel old, but, you know, it is what it is. And then last night's battle between Eric and Badu and Jill Scott, battle of what the hell, I'm going to just say it like this. Eric Badu, whatever you got between your legs, keep it away from us. Uh, it scares me because, you, you know, you either end careers or you make everybody get socially woke. They mess with you and they get woke. I don't know what it is. I'm scared of it. Keep it over there. You know, I heard your perfume smells like something that belongs to you, and <laughs> it is what it is. That's nice. Uh, Jilly from Philly, be who you are. Stop starving yourself. I think your music's nice, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I think that I think Jill Scott is the awesome artist. The first time I heard her was on the Roots uh, albums, and I mean, I'm like, man, this lady could blow. You know, I think we get so caught up in, you know, how we look, and, you know, how, how someone should look, so I think the artist has suffered a little bit in this situation. I think that Jill Scott that she needs to be comfortable with who she is and continue to make good music.
1: No, I, I agree with that 100%. and Yeah, definitely. Somebody definitely needs to help Teddy Riley out with his tech because he looked hella confused uh, with his arms on his hips, looking just like for some answers, and baby faces clowning them the whole time. Teddy
2: <laughs> so, yeah, had that all-time look on his face. He was like, 52.
1: <laughs> he looked like, man, I forgot where my watch is, where my fanny pack is, my medication. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Jules, hit us
0: with that final thought, brother. All right. You know, we talked about the, the origin and some of the, the verses on these rap beefs today. You know, at times it could be entertaining, fun to listen, to see who bested who on wax. But when it went from a competitive battle on who's the better rapper, for example, LL and Kumo D or the Boogie Down production and Juice Crew, even Lil' Kim and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> but when we're rapping out violent verses about each other, we see the effect that it has on it. We see artists getting hurt, robbed, shot, and even killed. In that point, the game's over because you both had lost. It's ironic <laughs> when you hear the phrase, life imitate art. You know, the notion that the event in the real world was inspired by the creative work even God tell us in his word that the tongue has incredible power. It's a blessing if you speak the right words or it's a curse if you speak the wrong words. I feel that in the world today there are many senseless killings and violence going on because people are speaking the wrong words. So today's quote is by Don Hewitt and he quoted Confrontation is not a dirty word. It's not. Sometimes it's best, it's the best kind of journalism, as long as you don't confront people just, to, just for the sake of confrontation. Now, pulling back the curtain podcast, we, we want to help. We would like to help people. We inform you and stuff like that and giving our opinions on facts that we we come up with. Now, now fellas, is, is it all right if I give one more quote to help somebody out out there? Go for it. Go for it. So one more quote I have is by T.F. Hodges. And he, quote, having beef with someone is unnecessary and avoidable. Whatever the issue is, if it's not positive, it is an opportunity that cut the excess fat from on an unhealthy diet. So excuse yourself from the table of negativity and lean forward into peace. Thank you. Dave press." Hey, Jules, thank you. Well said, man, especially in this day and age where there's so much
1: hate out here and people hating on each other. I think that is definitely a a really good quote and a final thought. So thank you very much for that. Fellas, episode 11 in the books. This is a really fun episode for me, for us, man, just kind of reliving some of those moments from when we were growing up with the music. I love this episode so much. Thank you guys for listening. We're the Pulling Back the Curtain podcast. As always, you can follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can also find this podcast on Red Circle. Thanks for listening. Peace.